Today's podcast is brought to you by Lander. Based in Montreal, Canada, Lander is the world's first intelligent drag-and-drop instant mastering service by Mixed Genius. So just for being a listener to today's podcast, we're going to give you a free trial. All you got to do is go to Lander.com. That's L-A-N-D-R.com slash promo slash S-O-D-D. You go there, you're going to get a free trial, two free MP3s of your master. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. But most importantly, let Lander know that it's straight out the den sent you. Hey, what's going on, people? Um, before we get into the podcast this week, uh, you should see right there um, up under the show notes. If you're on SoundCloud or iTunes, you should see it right there. Uh, click on that link for me. It, it's a survey. It's a one question survey. Um, it'll take you literally no time to do. Uh, but I just I wanted to ask you one important question and, and I wanted to get your feedback. So if you can't just go ahead and click on that link, uh, it's going to take you to a survey. Like I said, it's a one question survey um, and answer that. Um, as soon as you can and, and leave me that feedback, I would love to hear from you. So, you know, speaking of surveys this week on the Straight Out the Damn podcast, we're going to talk surveys and we're going to talk the importance of that and uh, why you should be surveying your audience. Right. So you guys have heard me talk about surveying a couple of times and uh, it's for good reason. Number one, uh, surveying is the probably the quickest way you can get an answer from your audience finding out you know the information that you would need right uh, like I asked you guys at the top of the show hey uh, if you could answer this one question survey for me right um, it's it's the most direct way that you can get feedback and it's so important to get feedback especially in this business here now um, I've asked you guys uh, to, to answer that survey for me. And some of you have, uh, it's been pretty good um, response so far. Uh, but that survey is for a reason. I need that information so I can better serve you, right? And so that's why you heard me start the, the show off with it. Like, hey, I, I need you to answer this survey. Give me your feedback. Help me so I can be a better service to you, right? So think about this. I, I'm just going to give you Something very quick uh, is a very personal story for me, um, and, and it's talking about marketing research. Now, first off, have anybody heard of marketing research? Now, I know I can't see you guys, so you're going to have to play along with me. So if you have heard of marketing research, then you'll know uh, is one of the, in my opinion, this is a personal story once again, uh, I absolutely hated marketing research in college. I, I am a marketing major. Um, I graduated from Georgia State University. Uh, we have one of the top business programs in, in the nation. And uh, my major was marketing. And I was more so interested in the advertising side. Uh, but of course, you know, you have to take uh, those classes. And so I didn't like marketing research at all. I didn't like, you know, learning about quantitative and uh, qualitative data. Um, I didn't want to know that it, it was a bunch of numbers and it was a headache for me. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably made a C in that class. Um, and that was, you know, me barely getting by uh, just really, you know, doing the bare minimum. It, it wasn't my favorite class to go to at all. But one thing that I learned in, in that class is that, you know, data is everything and everything to your business. That's why people that are in marketing research, they get paid the big bucks. Uh, it's a job that most people don't want to do. Um, and it's so important to the success of your business and the success of your brand and, and anything that you want to do. Having, you know, good data is so important. So uh, that's the beginning of where we're at now, you know. Um, so why survey? Why are we talking about survey? Um, 
surveying honestly hands down it uncovers like all of those answers instead of doing like a lot of guesswork right so you've heard me say this and if you haven't i'll say it again for any new listeners that that are listening for the first time here um, trying to guess in this business typically doesn't go well for you uh you learn more off of your own experiences, the experiences of others, but most importantly, you don't want to always just go with that that gut. Now, uh, in in some places, your gut is, is definitely helpful, but when we're talking about raw data and uh, proven things that are happening years and years over, you, you want to do a little bit more than go with your gut, right? So surveying is one of those ways that you can Cut your gut out a little bit, so to speak. So uh, surveying definitely, it uncovers those answers instead of doing all that guesswork, right? And so the beauty of that is that you're able to, you know, they, they, they are none intimidating, right? Um, and and it, it does depend on what type of surveying you're doing. We're going to talk about uh, the different types of surveying shortly. But uh, for the most part, surveying is, is um, you know, it's, it's not intimidating and, and people can answer openly, um, you know. And the one thing that I absolutely love about surveying is it sparks discussion, right? It, it starts a conversation. So um, at the top of this program, I asked you guys to answer a survey, right? And I guarantee the, the, the main reason why I need you guys to answer that survey is so I can know what we can talk about here, right? Um, of course, I can do the guesswork and think that, oh, this would be a great topic. Well, guess what? If I do all of that guessing and it's not a topic that you, the listener, is interested in, then eventually you guys are going to stop listening. So I rather cover topics that you are interested in. That's why I asked that question. You know, what are you struggling with um, as an independent artist? And, and I asked for that feedback so I, in turn, can create uh, quality content that's catered directly to you. Right. So. The other thing is it, it gives you topics, right? If, if you're in that situation where you're trying to figure out uh, from an artist perspective, uh, what do I need it? You know, what do I need to do? What, what is it that people don't like about my, my music? What is it that they love? What is it uh, that they don't like or, or do like about my stage presence? All of this stuff is helpful information to make you a better artist, a better performer, a better business person. So, Think about this for a second, right? It's it's objective um, information and, and objective information. Listen, listen closely. Objective information leads to quality decision making. I start that in my no, in my notes because I want to make sure that I got that across to you. Uh, that this is so important. Objective information leads to quality decision making, right now. Like I said before, emotional decisions typically lead to bad results, right? Uh, decisions that are based solely on emotion will have you doing things that your heart tells you to do when, you know, sometimes that heart is not necessarily the right thing for business, right? So you want to make sure that you have, you know, good quality and objective information so you can make a better decision at the end of the day if you're taking surveys and 90 percent of your surveys say that hey we absolutely hate this song hate that you perform this song rather 
then that may be an indication that you need to stop performing that record and go to something else. If, if your fan base loved the fact that you mentioned uh, their city when you're performing and you never mentioned that in, in most of your performances, then you may want to start changing things up. So uh, those are, you know, just some very small examples, but there there is very vital to your decision making process. So figure out, fine tune, get those those surveys in and, and you can find out what people like or dislike or what's working for you or what may not be working for you. And then you can make a decision based off of that data and not just doing the guesswork and saying like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. Let me stop it. Right. So the other thing that it does, it gives you quality info, facts, facts to base decisions off of right now now these this quality info or facts and of course these facts are only uh, based off of the responses of, of people and we're going to get into a little bit more of how you can get quality answers and not um, answers because I, I know all of us are, are probably guilty of it you're doing a survey, you're trying to hurry up and rush through it. Um, it becomes lengthy and then you get to the point where you're kind of just like a robot. And you're just uh, whatever, uh, A, B, and, and you're just doing guesswork. You're not really paying attention to the survey. And um, you don't want to get that type of thing. And I'm definitely going to go over how to make sure that your surveys are the right length and you're getting the right data um, to make sure all of those things are happening effectively, right? So. The most important thing, though, is going to give you tangible results to compare uh, with those tangible results. You'll be able to, to look into future feedback. Um, you're, you're going to look into new or potential products and you'll have tangible information to go and look to make a, a great decision. You're going to make a decision based off of, once again, the facts. You're going to make a decision based off of the information that you have and not information that you're guessing. I'm going to sh share with you one key mistake that I made. Um, in in business now at one point in time i was doing a lot of selling of of my merch right straight out the den.com merch uh, my biggest seller at the time was a uh, a crew neck sweatshirt and so me without doing any any research this was all gut feeling I, you know i was like oh you know people are really asking me <laughs> for these crew necks so i should just get a huge order of crew necks and sell them. I should be good to go. People are always asking me for these crew necks. So why not go off of what people are asking me and uh, just print them up, get them made. So I didn't do much research. I, I definitely did not um, get the right data. I didn't find out about what color people liked. I didn't find out about, um, you know, the design, the, the quality of the crew neck. All I knew is that people wanted a crew neck that had the straight out the den logo on it. So I went and got some done, right? I didn't think about uh, the quantity that I needed. I didn't think about the sizes that I needed. I didn't think about who wanted my product. I just know that people wanted my product. So I got product printed up. Well, you, you kind of can get an idea of where this story is going. So I had about 25 to 30 crew necks um, pressed up. And these were all random sizes that I guessed. Um, I didn't do quality uh, control. I did not have that information. So I guess like, oh, out of 30, I figured, uh, okay, maybe I can get five smalls. I can get, um, you know, 15 mediums, you know, to large size. And then I'll get a couple of 
you know, larges and extra larges, so forth and so forth. So uh, I'll tell you that that was completely wrong. Uh, the bulk of the people that were buying crew necks at the time happened to want smalls. And I only had five of them. So you can see what direction I was going in. It, it wasn't a great uh, decision for me. And I ended up losing um not not well i i'll say i broke even i didn't i didn't make a lot of money um off of selling the merch right and i ended up having to put a lot of it on sale uh deeply discounted just to get it off my hands right it, it, because I, it was a bad business decision on, on my part and it's a lot of the reasons why um i know people constantly asking me for merch now that i'm not really selling the merch just yet i'm waiting a little bit more making sure that i'm fine-tuning things of course uh followers of the site know that the logo changed uh, so all of the rebranding of, of straightoutthedin.com, all of those things change. So I'm going through the process of making sure that I'm doing it the right way this time around, right? As opposed to just going off of what people said, hey, we want merch. And then you go out and buy it and not really doing the, the, the right research to do that, right? So that's just one small thing that happened to me that I wanted to make sure I share with you so you don't make those same mistakes, right? So it's real tangible results to compare and give you that positive feedback uh, that you need in future feedback for potential product, um, potential customer. So you won't make those things. So uh, now that you know why you should survey, let's talk about how to survey. Uh, but before we get into how to survey, I do want to make sure that um, I mentioned uh, one of the sponsors for this week's uh, podcast, uh, Raps and Hustle, um, Raps and Hustles, excuse me. Um, they're, they're a quality site and they're out here doing a lot of things, right? They, they are providing your, your sound cloud repost and, and they're, you know, a, a huge blog and, and they do a lot of things on social media. But most importantly, they're a platform that provides the latest music entertainment um, and, and YouTube videos. It's very great. So what, what you should do, uh, just go to rapsandhustles.com you can go there right now it's raps r-a-p-s and hustles h-u-s-t-l-e-s.com go there and subscribe to everything and let them know most importantly please let them know that straight out the den sent you i would know that they would love to hear from from you and i would love for you to know um i would love for you to tell them that we we sent you their way so uh, once again that's raps and hustles uh, all things social media is the same thing it's r-a-p S-A-N-D-H-U-S-T-L-E-S. Um, and definitely check out their their uh, YouTube channel. Um, they have some great videos on there, some quality interviews. And if you guys are looking to get interviewed, um, they even provide video services too. So you should definitely check them out. Once again, it's Raps and Hustles, R-A-P-S-A-N-D-H-U-S-T-L-E-S. Um but like I was saying, I want to tell you, show, share with you guys now, like how to survey. Right um, now, there's two different types um, of surveying. There's an intimidating surveying, um, which is, you know, um, intrusive is the way that I really like to look at it. And then there's the non-intimidating or non-intrusive way of interviewing. Now, the most common at least nowadays that people typically do. And the one that I agree with the most is um, non-intimidating or non-intrusive. And that's through online uh, paper surveying or mobile surveying. Uh, those are the easiest ways to get um, information back. Um, and you can do those with little to no work um, very simple process is set up and we'll go over um, a few ways how to get those set up as well. Uh, but what's so key about those is that you don't have to be there to get that done. And that's what 
essentially makes it non-intrusive or non-intimidating. You're not in front of somebody and you're not pointing at them and making sure that they do everything. You're kind of giving them the option like, hey, uh, fill out this survey online or here's a paper to fill it out. You can mail it back to me um, or it can, you know, if you do it online, I'll get it instantly. The one that I prefer to do is online. Um, and I'll tell you the three reasons why. Number one is quick. Number two, it doesn't require any hard transaction. It's literally them filling out something and pressing send and then you're receiving it. And number three, the time factor, which is, is most importantly, of course, is quick, but you're giving them the option to do it at any time that they need to do it. So they can literally do it whenever they can do it in the morning. They can do it at night. It doesn't require an additional step right now. If you're using a paper, of course, it's still non intrusive. They can do it whenever they would like to, but it requires another step. They have to turn that paper into you. And if they have to turn that into you, then that may require a mailing step. It may require them to fill it out and put it in somewhere else. It may require a couple of other other steps. And, and what you want to do is kind of eliminate as many steps as possible to get um, information back as quick as possible. So you can kind of turn that over and get what you need. Uh, the mobile surveying, um, you see this a lot of times. Um, some people may have like mobile center set up where they have, um, tablets or something like that and do a quick survey. Uh, they may even have, um, you know, something where they can set it up on your phone, kind of point you directly to how to do it. Uh, these are fine as well. I, like I said, they kind of go hand in hand with online uh, surveying. And that's why I kind of really uh, push the online surveying itself. Uh, now, the intrusive way and kind of the older way of doing things, but it's also still effective as well. It's uh, number one, face to face. Um, and the other is telephone. Now, we know um, these are hard to do. Face-to-face -face is, is typically a little bit easier than telephone. Um, the reason why is because with the telephone, you're typically, it's, it's very intrusive. Nobody likes to pick up numbers that they don't know. Um, and when you do pick it up and you realize that it's something that it feels like a telemarketing thing, you're kind of put off a little bit. And you have to have somebody that with an awesome sales pitch to get you to continue listening to that phone call, let alone uh, to even start doing anything of action. Um, so uh, telephones are a little bit tricky. Um, you know, there, there's always going to have to be some type of um a hook to, to bring you in and if that works then you have to literally go through the whole process and most people are not really ready for that at least not at that at this point now face-to-face -face is a little bit easier but the thing with face-to-face -face, most people need an incentive right I've been to countless numbers of focus groups um, and focus groups there are surveys in itself is just a little bit more time involved but there's an incentive I'm gonna either get paid at the end I'm, I'm getting incentivized with food or there's something that I'm getting, um, you know, if, even if it's a prize or something of that nature, you're going to get something um, in return in order to give out your 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 information or your um, your opinions. And so that's why I typically tell people to kind of steer away from face to face or telephone marketing. Now, once again, they will work. Um, I don't want you to think that it, it won't work. It, they absolutely will work, um, but they're a little bit trickier and they're a little bit harder to get that information as opposed to doing an unintrusive uh, method such as online, paper, or mobile. You have to remember that non-intrusive in this day and age 
is a little bit easier on on the back end. Like you can literally have people say like, hey, I would love for you to do this. If you can do it, please do so and kind of sit over here and give them the option of doing it. Uh, when you're dealing with something that's face to face or on a telephone, you're almost like telling them like, hey, you got to do this before I move out your way, you know, type of thing. And so it feels like I said, a little more intrusive. So that's just something to think about now. Um, like I suggest earlier, I, I definitely suggest doing online surveys, um, at least initially. Um, you know, it becomes easier as you build a reputation. Now, you know, think about it for a second. If I'm a company like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola is a brand name that's well respected. It's been around for years. People know about it. You don't have to explain what Coca-Cola is. I'm a little more open to do a face-to-face survey or telephone survey when it's a call from Coca-Cola as opposed to to a call from my new this new artist that I don't know of if, if that makes sense so as as you build your your reputation as your brand becomes bigger it's a little bit easier to, to switch those methods of surveying uh, for you if you're in your early stages right now I would suggest kind of sticking with online uh, it's, it's a very quick process and a little bit easier to do so there are uh, some different tools that you can use um, and I'm only going to go over uh, like four or five of them right um now the these four or five what is it one two three four five five i've personally used all of them except for one um but they all typically work the same way and these are all free um most of them are limited free limited services meaning that uh you'll, you'll be able to use so many um you may even have like a, a, a certain number that you can survey a certain number of people or it's um, a service where you can, you know, have some of the capabilities of the survey, but you may not get all the analytics or something of that nature. There, there's some stipulations there. So uh, SurveyMonkey is probably the, you know, the, the one that sticks out to most people when you, you ask about um, online surveying tool. Very easy to use, very easy setup. You can use your um uh, Facebook or Twitter account uh, to log in. So there, there's not a lot of upfront work that you'll need to do. Um, there's a couple of different templates that you can use, even though I would suggest using more of a basic one, uh, your first go around just to get it out there. It's more so about the questions as opposed to how it looks, to be honest with you. Um, but SurveyMonkey is great. I, I've used it before. Um, I believe that it's up to 10 questions that you can use uh, for free with the free service without having to pay. And you can survey up to 100 people um, and you can mix that data up. You can ask open ended questions. You can ask uh, true or false questions, multiple choice, um, all of those. And what I would suggest really, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but um, you definitely want to have a a wide range of all of those type of questions. Uh, The second one is called Waifu. Um, I just started using this. Um, Actually, if you've done the survey uh, that I asked you to do do at the beginning of the the podcast, you'll see that that is Waifu. Um, And Waifu is uh, pretty good. Um, I'm I'm happy with them so far. Um, And I may even be saying the name of it's Wufu W. U-F-O-O. Uh, but but it's great. Same same type of thing. Mine right now is only a one question survey, but you can definitely add more than one question and, and the templates. Uh, the free templates is very simple to use. Uh, once again, that you you have up to three different forms that you can use. Um, so there's three different surveys that you can do up to a total of about 100. Um, 
respondents. Um, so I definitely say it's worth using. Um, and me personally, if you want to know the truth, the best thing to do here um, is kind of circle around and use all the free ones. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. I know you're in the early stages of your career. And so the key thing right now is you're trying to limit your expenses as much as possible. So use all the free services, try out all the ones that I'm telling you about, see which one works for you. Uh, once you get that feedback and you have some income coming in, then you may want to make an investment on the one that works better for you. Um, the other one is called freeonlinesurveys.com. Um, they're, they're good as well. They're pretty much the same, um, just like SurveyMonkey and Waifu. Uh, now, SurveyPlanet is the one that I have not used. Um, but they're out there. They're they're free, um, limited free. And so you can check those out. And the other one is quick surveys. And from my understanding, quick surveys is free and unlimited. Um, you can definitely check them out. And it's quick with the Q, uh, excuse me, with the K. So it's K-W-I-K surveys dot com. Check those out. Uh, once again, it's SurveyMonkey, Wufu, uh, W-U-F-O-O, free online surveys, survey planet and quick surveys with a k that's k-w-i-k surveys.com uh like i said they're all, they all work the same way for the most part um but they're, they're helpful they're helpful and uh you can use all of them and, and you can figure out which one works best for you and govern yourselves accordingly right uh so before while we closing this thing out i do want to make sure that this is honestly the most important part of the podcast that I'm about to give you right now. And I'm going to try to get it in um, in under six minutes. Right. So just bear with me for a second. So the first thing here, and these are all keys that I want you to, to uh, remember with dealing with surveys. The number one key, and you guys can write these down, too, if you need to. But the number one thing is don't focus on the number. Now, I told you in those five um, examples that, that you can use survey tools, um, they'll give you up to 100 uh, respondents, right? Uh, don't focus on the number of respondents that you get back. Now, if you get a full 100, that's great data to use. Um, now, of course, you, you want to get more than like, you know, three or four, but that's still data that you can use. So that's the main thing. Don't focus on that number of, of respondents. You want to make sure that you're more so looking at the information that those respondents are giving, giving you back, you know, no matter the size, big or small. Um, so, you know, be sure pay attention to the narrative. You want to know exactly the information that they're giving you. And, and the, the key here is to ask open ended questions. Right. Uh, yes or no questions are OK. You can definitely have a mix of those. And you do want to have a mix of the, those on your survey to kind of give um, the person responding an opportunity to break their um just a, a break in the survey. I can't think of the word that I want to use right now, but it gives them a break in the survey. They don't have to. It, it triggers their brain to not go into automatic mode. So it makes them think as opposed to just, oh, ABC. OK, ABC, ABC. You want to break it up a little bit that way that they're constantly engaging on each question. They're not just robots. Right. Um, and so you want to ask some open ended questions, ask them, like, for example, the question I use, what are you struggling with? Now, that can mean that can open up a can of worms of a conversation um, and more more than likely is not going to give you a yes or no answer. They're either now the, at very least they're going to say nothing. I'm not struggling with anything. And in that case, that's that may be OK for for, for them, you know, um, but the, more than likely, you're not going to get that many people saying that they're not struggling with anything. We ask a question or something like that. 
Um, you want to give a, a healthy flow of questioning, and, and that's similar to what I was just telling you. Uh, you want to make sure that you have questions that may include rating, like rating things on a scale of one to five. Um, you want to ask those open-ended questions that are going to require them to give you some dialogue. And then uh, demographic information is always important and should be included um, in surveys if you don't have that. And the basic demographic information that you'll need. Um, I usually break it up in about five questions for demographics. So you want to know if you're male or female. The second question will be um, their age. So male or female, your age group. Now you can break the ages up into ranges, which is um, a little bit easier. I, I'll do uh, either 18 to 20. Well, you can do under 18, 18 to 24, 24 to 35, oh, excuse me, 25 to 35. And then um, maybe you're 35 to on up range something like that you you want to break that up and, and have that so you got you have a uh, sex uh age location is always great find out where they're from um, and from that you can always put zip code so that that's easy um access zip code uh, you can kind of figure out where they are in the united states and if they don't have a zip code then you can always do by country uh the other thing you want to know is um whether or not they complete a college um, and believe it or not, that's always great information because now you know exactly who you're talking to. Um, and then you can always find out income. Now, you know, some people may not want to give their income. Um, I always make questions required, meaning that they have to give you an answer. So even if it's not the right answer, you're still getting something there. And most people, if you do the range, um, very uh, wide range uh, for the guesses, then people are a little more open. So as opposed to saying that someone is making uh, a million up or, you know, just for realistic numbers here, I would use something like you're making zero to 30,000 and then 30,000 to 60,000, 60,000 to 90,000, 90,000 and up. That way you have a wide range. Um, you're not really telling somebody's your salary. If somebody's that's making $50,000 will fall in the 30 to $60,000 range and they don't feel uncomfortable about giving you uh, that number. You don't really know how much they're making. So I would keep that in mind when you, you're asking that. But those questions are very important. So once again, you have uh, male or female, their, their, um, whether they're, their, uh, their location, their age, if they're in college and income, and also um, if they're married or single, uh, that's good information too. And, and all of this stuff kind of helps shape um, your sponsors. And we had a podcast on sponsoring a couple of podcasts back, but that information is great. And you can use that information to really attack uh, sponsors aggressively because you know your target audience. Um, so that's, that's, that's pretty much it for demographic. Uh, but here's the part that most people forget. And I know I told you guys in under six minutes, so we're trying to get it done. Um, I'm, I'm running a little bit over, but all well, I'll have two more points here. Um, be sure to follow up. Following up is so, so important. And I'll use a real life example right here. Um, I've, I've started something that's completely different from straight out the den. Uh, it's called trapgood.com. And this is not a plug, but you can go and check it out at your leisure. It's trapgood.com. Everything's spelled the correct way. But I had a, a buddy of mine um, who I was telling about the site. And I was like, hey, yeah, I asked him, do you trap good? And he was like, yeah, I trap good. I was like, all right, go to trapgood.com. And he saw it. He was asking me questions like, what is it? And I told him, you know, 
put in your email address and there wasn't um, he did that and he didn't receive an email back. And that was a mistake on my part. Uh, he told me like, hey, man, I put my email address in and I didn't get any information. What's going on? And that was a mistake by me because right at that point, I could have lost him. If it was somebody that I didn't know, I could have lost him right at that point. And so I had to quickly go in and uh, turn my setting back on to send up a follow up email once you you know subscribe in. And so that is just something as small and simple as that is a follow up. Now, of course, you want to follow up a little bit further along the lines than that. But something as simple as once somebody subscribed to you, you send them something back saying thank you for subscribing. Um, that's really all you need. But they just need to know that, hey, I got something back in return for giving you my email address. You acknowledge that I invested in you. So you need to make sure that you do that. That goes a long way. Trust me when I tell you that it does. Um, the oh, and also making sure that you reply back uh, to those surveys. Email is the best option. Um, of course, there may be some other things that you can ask for uh, social media or anything like that. That's cool. But I, I do suggest doing email just because that's real estate. That's the new phone number. Um, and you want to be able to be in contact with the people that reached out to you. Uh, the last thing, live with the feedback. And I pause for dramatic effect there, but you want to make sure that you live with the feedback. And what do I mean by living with the feedback? Living with the feedback allows you to analyze the data carefully. Um, it allows you to make adjustments. Um, and most importantly, um, it gives you time to share those results, right? And so sharing results, it shows that you're open to feedback and it shows people that, hey, you're not going to keep that information tucked in like you're really giving people that information back. So whether you're doing a survey just to find out if your customer service is good, if you're doing a survey to figure out what to do next, if you're doing a survey to find out, you know, how can I better better myself and my business? All of those reasonings um, are great and, and you will need to do that at some point um, in your business. But you got to make sure that you live with that feedback once you get it back. Don't be quick to move on it. You got to look at it, analyze it, figure out how does it work for you. And once you do that and make those adjustments within your business, make sure you share those results. OK, uh, so that's it for this week. I do appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I will go ahead and make that announcement again. If you guys are just now tuning in, uh, be sure to click that link. You'll see it right there in the show notes. Uh, click that link and uh, answer a one question survey for us. It'll be very helpful for us to get that information so we can better serve you. I do appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, tune in. Thank you for listening. Um, however, we would love for you to subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we are doing great, uh, but we could do better. And that's just the truth. Uh, so if you can subscribe on iTunes, rate and review the podcast, all of this information is helpful for us to be able to grow bigger than what we are. And the reason why we want to grow is not necessarily for numbers, but we do want to make sure that we're helping people. And uh, when we get positive feedback, it lets us know that we are doing something the right way. So uh, the only way that I can get feedback is that you guys go and rate and review the podcast. Let us know if we're five stars, put us at five stars, which I hope we are. 
Leave us the feedback. If you like what we're doing, let us know. If you don't like what we're doing, let us know. We want to hear from you at the end of the day. So uh, that that it doesn't take long to do, and it would go a long way if you could do that for us. So that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with some great uh, content, and um, hopefully some of that content is coming from uh, you guys answering that one-question survey. So uh, thanks again for listening. I do appreciate you. And uh, most importantly, if you have a dream, pray on that dream, research that dream, and work until that dream becomes a reality. With that being said, I'm Jay Good at Straight Out the Den. We out.